the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Woo! It's Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready or not, here I come, babies. And thank goodness. We are, what, what are we coming up on here? The final show of this week. I'm so ready to, to put this week in a can. And you want to know why? Because, you know, it's usually Friday fun day. But instead, we got Friday Friday panic day going on across this country. It's absolutely insane. You know, it's we are literally now at the point of the panic that's being pushed right now is literally back to what it was in February, March 2020. And there's absolutely no justification for it. But this is what happens when you allow your minds to be to be completely um, panicked to the point to where you ever in the first place allowed the government to panic their ways, their panic their way through your front door, into your bedrooms, into your bathrooms, into your into your workplaces, into every aspect of your life. And here we are. We got some breaking news out of the courts regarding this. We got breaking news uh, regarding the shot mandates. We've got breaking news regarding shot mandates in Ohio hospitals. While we got breaking news supposedly coming out of the UK and New York City. And many of those that I just said contradict each other. And that should tell you everything you need to know right there. We've got that to talk about. We've got Bob Walters here with his Friday uh, education segments. We've got breaking news going on with that. Yeah, I mean, it's like my, yeah, there's just so much. It's a shock and awe, babies. Of news stories, but we got to try to work some fun into into uh, this this uh, show tonight. And we used to do the Friday Fun Day segments. We were talking about books to read. We were talking about movies to go see. I'm open if y'all want to call in on any topic tonight. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. I just ask y'all one thing: please do not call in and tell me to go see West Side Story. Okay, as somebody who's a musical lover. That's one musical that I cannot stand. I can't even make it to five minutes of the movie with that thing. I don't like the music. I don't like the storyline. I don't like the script. I don't like nothing about it. Okay. It's the, it's, it's the sushi of musicals for me. Okay. But other than that, the phones are open. 888-344-1170. My man's about to split his head wide open. We don't have a whole lot of time to get into this, but you want to explain yourself? I mean, do you actually like this, this West Side Story? There's tremendous spirit in our DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Tremendous spirit. Three valid points. One, shout out to my partner in crime, DJ Honey Glaze. Do you know who you are? Two, it's Steven Spielberg, the best director of all time. And three, it is West Side Story. And okay, four points. And we love sushi. So, yes, I disagree with you. Um, I'm I'm going to address uh, the one point that I have time to address, and that is Spielberg is a genius. Thank you. Uh, I was actually at the DGA Awards the year that he won uh, the, for a Schindler's List. Wow. Yes. Um, and um, however, he's not so brilliant that he can't make a mistake, babies. Okay. Now, do I need to remind y'all? Was it 1941, the movie with John Belushi? Wasn't that his dog? Google it, okay, Skins, and let me know if I'm not right on that. Every man can make a mistake, including the great Steven Spielberg. He also made the only dog of the movie in the Indiana Jones series, which was the one, the Temple of Doom, right? 
with the Don't woman. Don't mess in, with my indie. Yeah. No, well, you know, Every I'm right. indie movie is near perfection. Yeah. Uh-huh. Except that one. Because the only thing that rescued that movie was the cute little little boy in it. Short but, round. Yeah, that was that. And was that a, movie is stellar. Yeah, no, it's not. All right, so let's move on to because uh, we're not going to settle this debate. Okay, this no, is that no debate's going to rage on uh, just like the ongoing debate that rages every year at Thanksgiving: chopped pecans versus pecan halves and a pecan pie. Uh, chopped, by the way. Hands well, we down. haven't had that one yet. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. So um, let me just read you. You want to know how hysterical? We are without any foundation. You look at what's happening and you can just, I don't have time to get into all the different stories, but look at Drudge. Now we know that Drudge has long since gone from being conservative Drudge Report. So I hardly ever even look at it. Not the same. But the only reason why I looked at it today was to get a feel because you can take the temperature of the insanity going on with the left in this country. And as they attempt to use COVID as a way for power. Um, Here's some of the headlines. Uh, Viral blizzard about to hit. Muscles can. B- Did you say viral blizzard? Viral, bl- viral blizzard. That's what we're getting here. Uh, muscles can balloon in size as a strange new side effect appears from the Omicron variant. Yeah, that's my favorite headline so far. My absolute favorite. Another one is uh, no evidence that Omicron is less severe than Delta, say UK researchers. Are these the same UK people that actually were the ones pushing out the false models that said 20 million Americans would die? Is that who these UK people are? That's my guess. Yeah. Um, The NFL has postponed games. Uh, Maryland schools have all gone back to virtual. There's colleges and universities that have sent kids back to school. And, and, and let me tell you, let me ask you, some of the schools that have sent kids back home virtual ha- have almost 100% vaccination rates. So what then does why, that tell you? Yeah, so what is anybody yammering about to get a shot if what you're telling us right now is that we everybody who's even gotten shots needs to go home and be locked down again? We might as well just go about our lives. But one of the things that I heard that was really interesting today that had to do with um, uh, part of the panic is we're back to having hospitals. This is where we're back into March time frame, March, April. Oh, the hospitals are overwhelmed, even though they were so overwhelmed in New York that one of the military, U.S. military ships sat empty offshore and the makeshift hospital in Central Park sat empty in New York. Um, now we're hearing ho- ho- uh, hospitals. We we got to do we got to do something to shut things down again because hospitals are understaffed. You know why they're understaffed? Because for no reason they decided no valid reason they decided to try to force the healthcare workers that lived through the pandemic the year before that heroes. nobody knew anything about the heroes that were now zeros because they were f- refusing to get the shots. So they let them go. They let them go. So uh, at a group of uh, of hospitals in Ohio. Um, are now saying that they are going to put a pause on the shot mandates because of what it would do to their staffing levels. So think about that for a moment. You out there panicked, trying to trying to tell people, like I got people coming at me on 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 all the socials uh, about me because you know um, I'm I'm you know I'm critical of these shots. I'm saying they're therapeutics. They're not vaccines. And thank I'm God you people, do. Thank you. I'm warning people about the truth, about the reality of the side effects effects and the deaths um the reality and i've never said don't go out and get the shot though i've never said that by the way but if the if if hospitals if if a group of hospitals in ohio have to put a pause on these shots because scientists i.e healthcare workers are refusing to get these jabs maybe you need to reconsider whether or not these things are not only ineffective but whether or not they're dangerous 
for people. And another thing that I heard today that has to do with the over panic here is that when it comes to hospitals being overwhelmed right now, a couple things to remember with hospitals, they don't run hospitals where they, where they are only at 30% capacity on a normal day because how, how could they keep a hospital open? Right. If, if they had no, no patients, so there's always there's always a balance that every hospital system is having to take every year between if they're going to build a new hospital, how many beds do they need to have, right, to be able to have availability for the average number of patients because it costs buku bucks to keep a hospital open, right? So we're never far from already being at 100% capacity in our hospitals. Then you add in the fact, so we can take very few patients actually, to, or let's say like um, a, a mass car pileup somewhere to where it doesn't take much before something like that can make a hospital be overrun. Then you add in the fact for over a year, Skins, we had elective procedures and even really serious medical procedures that had been postponed because of the pandemic, right? Well, where are all those people now? Where are they now? And getting, getting those procedures They're done. getting those procedures. We've now got people that were precancerous that are actually getting those surgeries done. We've got uh, joint replacements now being taken care of. We've got elective procedures that people have a right to get taken care of, actually taken care of. So that is really what, you know, There, there is no evidence to support that our hospitals are being overrun. And what about the people that go there every year with the flu? That's another point. There's no there's no data to support. By the way, they're having to come, there's no data to support that the uh, the uh, that the cases right now that are in the hospital virus related um, are there. We don't know. We don't really know what it is because they don't. Re- they stopped reporting on the flu last year's flu season, and we also know according to the CDC's website that this PCR test tests for All viruses, including but not limited to SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19 is actually the expression of it, right? Like um, AIDS uh, is the, I think is the, or HIV is the expression of AIDS or 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 vice versa. versa, Yeah. Or vice versa. So that's the truth of what's what's happening here. And you must resist. I saw a quote here that I hope is not going to offend people and make and, and sound really obnoxious or arrogant um but i think you're gonna dig it skins because uh, i i think it's something that we've got to kind of wake people up to so i don't mean to offend anybody but i just gotta i've got to read this quote from a doctor and she says common people will believe anything if they are frightened but critically thinking people will look for deception and find the truth through the smoke screen of fear listen to critical thinkers not fearful reactors i love that it's true. And the critical thinkers are the people that are like, you know what? I'm not going to sit here. You're not going to scare me to death. And here's what I'm going to brag. This was me last February and March refusing to buy into the fear, refusing to buy into numbers that had been unsubstantiated, re- uh, refusing to look at Italy, which is what the excuse was initially for us to overreact, and seeing nothing but 85-year-old smokers with comorbidities in overrun hospitals that don't have the healthcare system we have because they had a oh really, my gosh look at the Italy death rate they had an they had a, they had an overwhelmingly bad flu season before COVID hit and COVID hit them harder by the way because of the Chinese road I refuse to buy in to the fear you cannot 
allow fear to overtake your critical thinking. And that's what we've done as a nation. And now we are suffering for it. You must regain your critical thinking. You must stop allowing fear. And that means fear of repercussions as well. You must stop allowing fear to allow you to destroy your future, the future of your children, the future of this country. Stand up for yourself. And stand up for yourself and stand up for your children. That means stop fearing that somebody's not going to like you or somebody's going to get angry at you. Somebody's pressuring you to get a jab and you don't want them to be upset with you. Why? Why are you going to let anybody try to pressure you into getting injected with a substance you don't want? I've got too many friends and family of mine that are allowing that to happen. The bullying and the peer pressure going on around this is amazing. And here we are where now today, what did Biden say today when he came out with his little speech about the winter of death? Get get uh, he, he 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 talked about the vaccinated and the boosted. So it's clear now that the 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 definition of being vaccinated is no longer the J and J one shot, which now they're telling you not to get because of blood clots. It's not even now the multiple jabs. It was supposed to be one jab or two jabs from Moderna and Pfizer. Now it's three jabs. I mean, how many boosters? When are you going to stop allowing them? Is it the sixth variant? The eighth booster? Because more variants are coming. Right. And more and more demands for you to get the booster. We need to we need to all be like those patrons at Applebee's in New York City that allowed themselves that went into that restaurant without showing any proof of any shot and sat down expecting to be served. And when they didn't, they allowed cuffs to be put on themselves on camera and allowed themselves to be arrested in the form of a protest. And if we don't take our country back and be willing to to step up and push through the fear or whatever resistance you feel in order to fight for our liberties, if we're not willing to do that, we're done. We've got parents fighting around this country for children in schools. And on that note, we're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to pick up that part of this week's show with Bob Walters. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K Show. Connect with the show at ourfreenation.org. AK, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. One final point uh, before we uh, bring on our buddy Bob Walters here for his education segment. Um, a federal, we've been giving you guys updates on where the shot mandates from the Biden administration are landing in our court system this week. Today, a federal appeals court panel uh, allowed a Biden's uh, shot mandate for larger private employers to move ahead. And this was the mandate involving OSHA that said that they could mandate beginning January 5th, mandate employers of 500 uh, employers who had 500 or more employees um, that they had to be they had to be sh- uh, given the shots. So um, it, it from here, I believe it is next um, headed to go to the Supreme Court. So we'll see what happens from there. Okay. All right. So on to uh, our school system is my buddy Bob Walters, who brings to you the uh, the shocking news of what's happening, but oftentimes good news of what's happening in our school districts. And he joins me now. Hello, my dear. Hello. Good to be here. Yeah. We start with good news or the not so good this week. We'll start with bad news. I've got a big bucket full of it, I'm afraid. Oh, dear. Then we'll end with the good news. Okay, good. All right. Uh, for for years, a, a mother who's back in uh, Missouri public schools, uh, Allison Davis, and her son, Drew, her son was bullied at school for many, many months, but the school did nothing about it. 
Then at some point, with her suggestion, he struck back and hit the boy three times, and he cried and never bothered him again. But the school reacted the next day by suspending him for five days rather than the the bully. (laughs) So the school suspended the bullied kid? No. Yeah, the the victim of the bully. What? What? Um, I I, I don't even know what to say. I I struck back at the bully, and then for that, he he was suspended for five days for hitting the, the bully. Yeah, see, this is a theme. I was talking about this last night with Michael Schwartz. The theme is is that um, uh, we're not supposed to be allowed to defend ourselves against bullies anymore. We're supposed to sit there and take it. Do we know the ethnic makeup of these kids, Bob? No, I, I, that I didn't search. Mm-mm. Mm. Sorry. Might be in, no, that's okay. I just think it might be interesting. Um, the fact that it wasn't listed in the article... Um, might tell us what we need to know there because that's really what we see going on in our courts, uh, what the Kyle Rittenhouse case was all about. Uh, we're not not—we're supposed to sit back and let these mobs smash and grab stores and take what they want, um, you know, be, not be able to defend ourselves against Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Um, you know, that's the, as well as, you know, certain certain groups aren't allowed to defend them, themselves against others under uh, who are attacking them physically or otherwise um, because we have privilege. Yeah, in the new world, I'm afraid. A co-chair of the Racial Equity Committee in Fort Worth, Texas, admitted her action to release personal information on a woman who was suing the board over a COVID mask mandate that was strong along with the profanity, but that it was justified since the suit could have an impact on equity, and yet she's still on the board. So she got away with that type of language and, and reaction to a, 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 a mother who was trying to stand up to the school board for what they were doing wrong. Yeah. So, um, oh, wow. Um, targeting, targeting the parents. Crazy. Yeah, it is. More schools are closing on Fridays and parents are furious. Some even shut down for a full week around Thanksgiving, citing teacher burnout as the reason. This includes Michigan, Seattle, and Utah. Leaders say it's needed due to teacher shortage with the firings from vaccination failures, and they didn't want teachers to resign. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> wow. Yeah, pretty bad. Very bad. In Loudoun County, of course, which is this is a wild school district that already was focus of national attention of last month. They charge a mom, the mom of the student who was raped in the girls' bathroom, thirty-six thousand dollars to respond to an open records request the mom had made two weeks ago. So the mom's been fined $36,000 because of a, 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 a records request she made? Yes. Yes. How do you get a fine for a re- records request? How is that illegal to, to request records? She was charged for the records. Yeah, it's just... That's crazy. <laughs> this is crazy where we're at. Freedom to get that kind of information from the school board, particularly when her daughter was raped and she's looking for some legal recourse and they... Really, that's what it was about. They wanted to stop her. Wow. I know. Yeah. Um, then you got parents who were outraged over school staff who allegedly disguised the names of gay straight alliance clubs at a California middle school and now plan to voice their concerns at a school board meeting in Salinas, California. Mm-hmm. In addition, two teachers from the school were recorded coaching other teachers at a to conceal the true nature of LGBT clubs from parents 
at a sold-out California Teachers Association conference in Palm Springs on October 31. So it's not an accident. It's deliberate. It's concealed from the parents what their true intent is to transform these kids into either homosexuals or transgender kids. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've got this in your stack tonight, but there's uh, some California parents are alleging that a teacher along the lines of that story encouraged their 12-year-old daughter to identify as transgender. Yep. And I believe that because they are recruiting. This isn't about this isn't about tolerance. This isn't, this isn't about, well, you know, kids, don't be bullying and attacking this boy who wants to change his name from Steve and be called Sarah. No, what these what these programs are about, these these curriculums are about, it's about recruiting kids into this. And, you know, um, so I, I believe these parents that say that the, that the teacher encouraged uh, the kid to identify as transgender. Um, let me see what this was. Um, um, so, oh, oh, yeah. This so it's Salinas. So mm-hmm. this this is the same. This is the same school district. Yep, it is. I'm right there with you, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and in fact, and in fact, this is. Um, I thought you were talking about that they were they were hiding the the um, the curriculum. Um, yeah, these are the same people that are hiding the curriculum are uh, uh, because it is recruiting, and this and the daughter is an example of that. And this ties into what Abigail Schreier talked about. She has a book out um, about this very thing, in which um, uh, it. They're trying to hide the fact, as I said, that this isn't just about tolerance. They're literally recruiting transgenderism. And one of the, and the area that they're going to, in particular, is young girls. And the reason, as Abigail Schreier talks about in her book, one of the reasons for that is because, you know, it, the preteen years and the early teen years for girls is really difficult in some ways. I mean, I, you're a guy. Maybe it was as bad for guys back in those days. Um, as it is for girls, but it's really difficult, you know, for girls and particularly if you don't feel feminine and, you know, compared to other girls. And I guess it may be the same as guys, but I guess the theory is in her book and it's working for them in these practices in the schools is that the girls are the easier target to convince um, that they should consider transgenderism. Yeah. Most of the examples I've seen have been involving female students. Right. It's true. Yeah. So, then all right. I think this the is a place district held a press conference on December 8th last week to celebrate the donation of 7000 LGBT books donated to elementary school libraries by Gender Nation. They said it would minimize bullying and foster better learning environment. For what purpose? Teaching how to be transvestite and homosexuals? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think that's the same. I think that may be the same group that has a website that's that's selling these these crazy products for kids um that i that are that are so almost pornographic i can't even describe like if if you can convince a four-year-old girl or a five-year-old girl that who wants to be a boy you can put you know pants on her that makes it look like she's a boy if you follow me and you know and as well as putting you know um some type of diaper diaper or um, almost like a girdle on a boy to make a boy look like a girl. So I think that's the same, you know, um, organization that's behind that. Time to take a break, Bob. Um, and we be, we'll be back with more of the bad news, and then we got to move into some good. And then later on, we got here of the weekend, stink of the week, and some more uh, news for you guys, uh, particularly around the border. We've actually got a good news story for you guys involving a border. So come on back. 
The Andrea K. Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show, on The Answer San Diego. Hey, does anyone want carrot sticks? Get them out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all watching on Facebook Live. Did you see my old man, my buddy, DJ K- uh, Carrot Sticks? Coming in here, waving at you on Facebook. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Um, especially my buddy Bob Walters, who's here for his Friday night education segment. And, you know, I might have to have us go back to starting with the good news and end it on the bad. <laughs> I might have to do that, Bob, because you this week is just it's just insane. Um, are we moving towards some good news here? Yes, I can. I got, I got one more bad news and we'll do the good news. Okay, How's good. that? Good. All right. Um, one of the things that... Uh, uh, that I wanted to report is that uh, many states have legal exemptions allowing school libraries to expose children to material that would otherwise be criminal. But in seven states, Alaska, Colorado, Arizona, Missouri, Oklahoma, and New Jersey, exempt schools from criminal laws on pornographic materials, which is like unbelievable. It means you can have all the porno stuff you want in your library and show it to little kids and you're not, you can't be penalized. You can't be criminalized under any circumstance. Wow. Really? Yeah. Really yeah. In fact, in Loudoun County, uh, where a mom showed some uh, pornographic books that were in the library, they're showing, uh, you reported on this, actually, these books showing, uh, I think, second grade boys um, having sex with men, uh, adult men. The books were initially removed from the library, and this was and her the, the woman going to the school board and showing this was really went why the uh, Merrick Garland and the FBI declared that parents were domestic terrorists and needed to be targeted. Those books are now back in the library in Loudoun County, Virginia. Not just yeah. pornography, but also depicting um, it, it, pedophilia pornograph, pornography, um, indoctrinating kids into having sex with adults. This is evil. Absolutely. It is. Evil. You think that's, that's the lectures and that's the books and this is, geez, where does yeah. it end? Yeah. Well, it all all, right. it, where, where it ends is when we make sure it ends. And this is, we can't just sit back and have Bob report on these topics and be aware of what's going on. We all need to be like that woman that went to the school district and report. And you know what? And not just because we've got kids. You know, so many people, Bob, think that, well, I don't have a kid in the school district. It doesn't matter to me. This is about America. This isn't about, this isn't about just one kid or one family. This is, this, what's going on in the schools is not about the effect on the, the, that individual child's family. The game, the, the play, the goal is to use these kids and use these indoctrination systems into transforming America. That's what it's about. That is the goal, yes, sadly. All right, I'll give you some good news. Uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court in school mask mandate that acting health secretary Allison Beam had issued. So they've Supreme Court in Pennsylvania has ended the school mask mandate in that state, which is actually good news, frankly. That's very good news. Yeah. I, I heard reports today that LA Unified was going to do this, but I, I, I saw somebody say that on, on a TV report, but I couldn't find that. I have it. They, uh, sorry, <laughs> the school district LA Unified has decided to push to the middle of next year the vaccine mandate so they don't lose the 16,000 students that have not been vaccinated. It'd have a big impact on their dollars received from the state and federal government. So well, they pushed it back to the 
middle of next year. Well, um, well, of course you had it. I couldn't find it, but you know, you found it and and are here to report on it. That's kind of good news, bad news for me, because it's good news in the fact that in the fact that that they're not going to force this on kids, at least for now. But it's bad news in the sense that it proves that these shots were never about anybody's health, that they knew what these shots were about, these mandates, whether it's trying to force kids to sit in a school all day with a mask on. You as an adult can, can you know, sit and have a meal without a mask on, but, you know, kids have to sit at a desk all day with a mask on. Um, but the, it ju- just goes to show that ultimately it's about money, right? And it's about power. Or they'd be like, look, you know, we don't want to lose these 16,000 kids, but it's been proven that these shots save lives, so we have to do it. That's not what this is about, isn't it? No, it's not. Not at all, regrettably. And you get, there's a study done on private schools versus public schools to show that kids do better. But some negative people are arguing that this is attributed to the wealthy parents rather than to the size and quality of the private schools. So, well, you've got 5.7 million kids now in private schools in the U.S., but not all analysts agree with the viewpoint that it's strictly due to wealthy parents that these kids do so much better. They actually get better focus and individual attention and smaller classes than you get in public schools. And they don't have the side issues of sex education and, and uh, <laughs> this other pornographic material, along with CRT. And, trans- and transgender recruitment. I don't believe that's going on in many private schools either. Now, the left is trying to get rid of, rid of choice. In fact, the Supreme Court's going to be hearing arguments on that, uh, that federal taxpayer dollars shouldn't be used on private schools. Um, we, we know that the left is trying to get through uh, mandates and public health to try to put, as well as anti-bullying campaigns, to try to push uh, for you know all of their curriculums. Uh, to be forced in, into the private schools. But this is an area we have to stay strong. One of the reasons why they went to shut down schools in California and lock them down here um, when they knew that this was this COVID did not affect children, um, they didn't get it or give it, um, was because in the course of doing that, they forced a lot of private schools here in the state out of business. Yeah, they did. And you know, one good thing about the school choice initiative that we're pushing, which I hope your listeners will get involved with, it does have a clause in that petition, that initiative, that clearly states the state cannot mandate the curriculum or the outline of studies to occur in any private or religious or home school in the state of California. It's prohibited. Good. And it'll be in the Constitution of California. So that's a good, good clause to have for, for that initiative drive. Yeah, we need to have some sanctuary schools, right? Instead of sanctuary cities for illegals and stuff, uh, or now California wants to be the sanctuary abortion state. Uh, how about some sanctuary schools for kids where they can go and just learn uh, the three R's and be free from the mental, emotional, and psychological abuse that's involved in all these curriculums? I agree. And it's, it's something that I think the, the fear is that if the initiative passes, Millions of kids are going to leave the public schools, and there's not room for them in the private schools. But I tell you the truth. I've talked to a lot of the churches in that, and they're willing to open up bigger classrooms and more size. They'll absorb a million students easily between the private enterprise and the, and the, the Christian schools. So there's, there's really going to be a huge sway, assuming these, this initiative passes in November. Well, what which, I would like to see an argument when the arguments go before the Supreme Court on federal money going towards schools. Uh, it's actually not federal money, right? It's no. taxpayer money. 
You know, if if money is taken from me and given to the federal government and then given to a private school, that's not federal money. That's my money, right? So you, you follow? Right. Uh, Wrap us up, my dear, before we got to go. Okay. Um, again, I want to urge everybody to get a hold of CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org and volunteer. Just, we got leaders and, and activists all over, so we can get petitions to you. You can get involved to help it get on the ballot. And WeTheKids.us, another good organization to help train your kids to get respect for America after they get out of school at the end of the day because they're not getting that kind of education in the public schools at all. So We The Kids is a good option to it. So I urge everybody to get involved. I mean, not just these two organizations, but go to the, go to the school board meetings. Stand up. There are more parents doing this. There's a lot of reaction going on throughout the country, and we need to continue that and expand it, because otherwise the leftists are not going to stop, not until they conquer this country totally. Absolutely. We have to well. stop it. Well, Bob, um, you are a hero of mine. You are a, a perpetual nominee of Hero of the Week for how hard you work tirelessly on behalf of not just children in our schools, but actually the country. Because you, you're like the Paul Revere warning about what's taking place. And I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. All right. Take care. All right, honey. Now, y'all stay tuned. We actually got a good news story coming out of Texas and the border when we come back. Kind of a good news, bad news story. And then Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Well, I have two border stories for you, so I'm going to do kind of like with Bob. I'm going to start out with the not-so-good and I'm going to end up with the good story. Okay, so a Border Patrol agent has uh, sent a letter of resignation, um, and it's actually very scathing, and I think it's really important for people to understand. Uh, Of course, the Biden administration has been very successful in avoiding and ignoring it to the point where people have kind of forgotten, right, that we actually have an open border, and we've got millions of people flooding into this country, cartels, child sex traffickers. I saw a tweet the other day that I cannot verify but uh, one man in Texas saying that I just was was confronted by a group of men. Uh, it, they look rough like cartel people offering that if I give them a ride to Yuma, they'll give me a little girl in exchange. You know, we I, I don't know if that tweet is true, but I do know that that scenario was happening. And meanwhile, we still have uh, Americans being held in gulags and not being allowed to be released on on a no bail because uh, they have a political view that the judge doesn't like. Right. So what's going on at the border is continuing to be largely ignored, but it's a problem. And so I'm glad that this man, Mr. Joseph, has resigned and in an email um, completely skewers what's happening. He says, as the patrol and U.S. government at large slip more and more into the unrecognizable, it's unclear what, what I took uh, as the patrol in the U.S. government um, has slipped more and more into the unrecognizable. It's unclear what I took an oath to defend. Starting from very uh, way back in 1996 as a Navy corpsman, the Supreme Court, the last line of constitutional clarity is in disarray as well. And he's an intelligence agent. Um, uh, he did not specifically call out the Biden administration. This is according to Washington, Washington Examiner. Um, but he said that the, quote, present reality was changing the nature of the job. Unlawful entries between ports of entry rose during 2020 and hit six digits. 
uh, shortly after um, Biden took office and hit 200,000 per month over this past summer. Um, he said he went on to describe how uh, the surge is far more than just countries from Central America. We don't know who is in, coming in uh, more than any time in history. He goes on to say that the undocumented have gone from a fear of infringing the law to brazenly inquiring about what's taking so long with their right to unconditional assimilation. He says, have we become handmaids to their cause? Incomprehensible, particularly as the concept of law becomes an increasingly nebulous moving target. And he's absolutely right. There's not only no rule of law, but we got a bunch of self-entitled migrants coming across the border, making demands on us for what they consider to be, um, you know, just an, an assumed entitlement to everything that we have here. Making our border patrol agents, 16,000 of them have been pulled uh, from actually doing the border patrol duty to just being caretakers of people that come have, have brazenly come into our country disgusting it with a disgusting mentality of just making demands and rights. I guess it's good news that the Biden administration has uh, has pulled back and is not going to be offering $450,000 to each person who is a part of a family that's been separated um, but, you know, I, and I guess we shouldn't blame the migrants, these illegals coming here, uh, skins, for their for their mindset, their entitlement. Oh, I don't attitude. blame them at all. I, I blame the Biden administration 100 percent. Well, and I also blame the Republicans. Again, another area. No yeah, pushback. Because during the eight years of the Obama administration, we knew that there was George Soros funded organizations down in Mexico encouraging these these uh, these unaccompanied minors. Remember all that? These caravans to come here, giving them handouts on how to be how to cheat the asylum system, what to say, how to ask for benefits when they get here paid for by the taxpayers. I also blame uh, George W. Bush. And his uh, compassionate conservatism, which was about amnesty, and I can't even remember now the Gang of Eight, in which they tried to uh, to um, offer um, more amnesty and bring in illegals here. So we've got the Uniparty. We have Paul Ryan, who funded every dollar that the Obama administration wanted from the refugee programs. So the Republican Party has been about uh, open borders themselves. I mean, look, tr- did Trump get any support to build a wall when he came into office? No, he had to he had to try to fund it by hook or crook, right? And so uh, he did pretty well in terms of getting a whole lot of wall built uh, without any Republican support. Um, but there's good news there because um, uh, George P. Bush, which is W's nephew, and I think it's um, Jeb's son, he is now the land commissioner for Texas. And he said um, after Greg Abbott had made a push for construction of a new wall to be built, Private donations have come in, raising over $54 million. And so, according to George P. Bush, uh, they will begin constructing a permanent wall in the state of Texas. They're going to be breaking ground in a couple days. I'm not that familiar with uh, Texas and the different counties, but they're going to begin, I think, in in Star County, which is in the Rio Grande Valley, uh, where roughly 40% of all illegal migrant apprehensions occur. So um, building a wall is a good news, right? And we know walls work because we know Paul Ryan built a big fat wall around his house. Obama built a big fat wall around his house in D.C. Always funny. They don't want us to have security, but they sure want it for their home. Right. Newsom has a big fat wall around the governor's mansion. They all have walls, right? We're just not supposed to have walls. 
Although I guess they're okay with us having walls in the form of of a, a, a front door on our house because you know they want us locked down. Um, so anyway, all right. Here of the week and stink of the week. Do you have a, a nominees for here of the week and stink of the week? Stink. For unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated. For themselves, their families, and the hospital, they'll soon overwhelm. But there's good news. If you're vaccinated and you have your booster shot, you're protected from severe illness and death. Uh-huh. The winner of death. But if you've gotten the shot and the booster, you're good. You're good. How many boosters, though, at this point? And by the way, we, you know, the, it, it, and this is how stupid it is because they're doing this winter of death crap over Omicron. He's pushing the shot and the boosters, but even Fauci's admitting, well, the, but then he backtracked and lied. You, you never know from one day to the next, but the CDC has all said that these, these shots that we have don't work for the Omicron variant. But oh, by, uh, variant, but oh, by the way, it doesn't work, but take it. Yeah, but on top of it, we know that Omicron may be more contagious, but it's not as deadly because I don't think we have one death. No, maybe we have one one death, I think, in the U.S. attributed to Omicron. Yeah, that's what? the way viruses work. For the most part, they mutate and they become maybe more contagious, but they become less less lethal. So now we've got all these shutdowns, all these renewed lockdowns and all these new mandates over a variant that supposedly has caused one death, one death. We know we're upwards of close to 100 deaths in Kentucky for a tornado. So um, Biden goes there. This is my uh, Stink of the Week nominee. I don't have the soundbite for that. I forgot to look for it today and forward it to you, Skins. I was busy. And you know what? I don't even want to hear him say this. So he's there supposedly to offer support to tornado victims and people who've lost everything. And in the middle of a speech says, uh, how about you Kentucky people telling your quarterback to get to get the jab? I don't even know what NFL team is in Kentucky at this point because I don't follow the NFL anymore. I don't even know what to, is there even an NFL team in Kentucky? Uh, I'm not a football fan. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Maybe he was referring to uh, Kentucky's, you know, um, University of Kentucky's. Which it wouldn't be surprising me if they didn't even have a football team and Joe was calling them out. Well, I know they have a football team because my college roommate, her nephew, uh, just got offered a deal to go play for University of Kentucky. So that's the only way I know because I don't know anything about Kentucky football. Other than Phyllis's um, nephew, um, but I don't care whether it's a college team or an NFL team. You're 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 there. You're supposed to be there offering support to people who've lost everything, lost loved ones, people, dead people, still being pulled for rubble, and you're doing that. My hero of the week is Jim Fitch, who drove a t- truck with a grill and food on his truck to feed those that were hurt in Kentucky. That's awesome. That's my hero of the week. You quickly got a hero. Yeah, you know what you said it earlier, Bob Walters, because you know we got it. We we got to turn this school system around. That's right. Love you all. See you Monday, six p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.